y'all. I'm Pam Sack, your host, and this is Authors on the Air. We're proud to be part of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Stay tuned for my next fabulous guest. Hi, everyone. How are you? I hope you all are doing well. I'm so excited to bring back a former colleague, a dear friend, and an award-winning international best-selling author. Jenny Milchman and I go back a long way. (laughs) When she was on the world's longest book tour, which was 15 months, and she went to almost every single state in the contiguous United States when she was on bookstore, stopping at uh, book tour, stopping at bookstores and libraries and book clubs, talking to everyone, especially readers and booksellers about her books. That led Jenny to become a host in the network when she was on the ITW team. And she did some great interviews for up and coming writers which was terrific. And then she went on and became a big star and she forgot all about me. No, that's not true. She didn't. She is a fabulous award-winning author who now has a new book out called The Second Mother. I'm thrilled to welcome my friend Jenny Milchman back to the show. Welcome back, Jenny. I'm thrilled to be here and I could never forget you, Pam. You're part of the story. You're part of the story. Real. Oh, you're so funny. But, you know, we did have a good time when you mm-hmm. came down here. You know, mm-hmm. I know Jenny's I'm I know Jenny's family and I were saying, How are the children? And she said they're teenagers now. You know, one of them's <laughs> like a a junior in high school, which is hard to wrap my brain around. <laughs> time. Time. I know. Seriously. Yeah. It it is. It is. It's it's interesting to me how fast it's you know, it's it's going by. <laughs> Mm-hmm. how how yeah. fast it's happening so yeah. speaking of time you have a new book out and is this the second one with your new publisher it is this is the second so, one with source books so you you actually had you had an abandoned book at one point and it was catastrophic because you are such a prolific writer and you have so many fans and so many friends readers just are cult-like around you. (laughs) So tell us a little bit about that upheaval in your life and where it's led you to. Yeah. I mean, I think losing an editor is hard for anybody, any writer. And for me, it really came out of nowhere like a thriller. And, in fact, you mentioned the world's longest book tour, and we were in the middle of one of the world's longest book tours. We were in Pasadena, California, when I found out that my editor – was no longer going to be at Random House, my first publisher. And it was especially hard because you, Pam, know this. I don't know how many of the listeners do, but it took me 11 years to get published the first time. So it wasn't like I had a quick little jump and then – now was my time to get, you know, run into a brick wall again. I had, I felt like I had just been, like, pushing the, the boulder up the hill, and now all of a sudden, you know, and then I had a couple of books out and then this. So it was a major upheaval, but I do think that in this business and in other areas of life, a lot of times the things that we think are going to be the worst, you know, the things that really derail us turn mm-hmm. out to be for the best. And that's what happened. I mean, that's really what happened. My agent was able to sell my the book that had been abandoned to source books, and it's a if anything, it's a better fit than any publisher I ever thought would be. 
I'm so glad. They are um, such a fun group to work with. Um, yeah. I, I think I, we were talking about that. They they really are just on point with everything all of our hosts ask for. And I'm so glad mm. that you're with them. It, it seems to suit you uh, well, your style of writing and, and their style of running a publishing house. I think, yeah, I think it really does. I think, you know, we were saying woman, you know, women-centric, and Dominique Rucka is at the helm and has been for, you know, 30-plus years the whole time. And there's an energy when a group of women get together, you know. I think we're feeling it maybe in this country now. Um, You know, so that's a wonderful part of it. And they're also just very people-oriented. So as soon as... You know, whereas some people thought I was crazy for the world's longest book tour, when I got to Source Books, they were kind of like, we can match that. And they sent me on a nine week tour with my last book. So, how uh, fun is that? Uh, you know, good. I remember it, with the world's longest book tour, you used to check in every Tuesday morning. It was uh-huh. like, where in the world is Jenny Melchman? And, um, and that was a ton of fun. By the way, I want to just mention that Jenny is taking calls from everyone uh, tonight. And one lucky caller is going to win a copy of her book so the call-in number is 347-633-9609 I'll say it one more time 347-633-9609 call in and ask your questions of Jenny Melchman so Jenny um, you you continue to create these new suspenseful psychological thrillers that I've not seen stories like yours ever, ever, hmm. from from Cover of Snow, and to now the Second Mother. Why do you Why I, do you think you're in that genre? How did that happen? Well, first I have to say I appreciate you he- saying that, and I'm really glad that these are, um, you know, filed in perpetuity, and I can keep downloading the uh, podcast and listen again and again. Absolutely. When we have the dark. When we have the dark writer's moments, you know, of our soul, I can listen to Pam Stack say that, and, and it will it will buoy me up. Um, you know, it's a really good question, and it's not one I get a lot about how the genre and the type of book I write kind of fit me, but I think the reason why is because I am a very scared person. I mean, I'm not necessarily you know, outwardly anxious and I'm I'm laid back in about the small stuff, but it's very easy for me to sort of tip over into the this is gonna go catastrophically place. And, you know, whether that's a bump in the night or, you know, something runs through our front yard and instantly <laughs> I am sure it's going to be, you know, like it, it, you twist the dial, right? And those ordinary right. moments get really dark. Absolutely. That's where I live all the time. Like that's kind of my headspace. And so when I write a new book, that's what happened. And you mentioned Cover of Snow, which was my first. That was a book that took, uh, you know, that finally sold after 11 years. You know, that, that, book started with the question what would make a husband a good man do the very worst possible thing he could to his wife and I think it was born in my head like you know I turned over in bed one morning and my husband was sleeping more heavily than usual I had to shake him and and the story came to me and I won't say much more because no spoilers um right the second mother which is coming out next week was the same kind of thing. It takes place on a tiny little island off the coast of Maine. It's about a woman who needs a fresh start. 
So she applies for a teaching position in a one-room schoolhouse on this island, and she moves there. And the island is idyllic, and there's a lobster, and there's a, a handsome Irishman that she meets, and a new best friend, and it's like, you know, a female friendship to end all female friendships. It's perfect. It's perfect. It's perfect. But it's a Jenny Milchman novel, so things. Right, exactly. <laughs> right. And yeah. let's, let's take a phone call. Hold on. Okay. Hi. Uh, let's come on board. Come on. Let's, let's answer. Hi. Area code 425. You're on, you're on the air. Hi, Jenny and Pam. It's Derek. Hi, we were Derek. just talking about you, Derek. <laughs> I just wanted to say hello to Jenny and to tell everybody that she is so helpful to other writers. And I don't think readers understand how authors work so hard. And in order to get the help that they need from other authors, they need authors to say, this is a good book or this is a good person. And Mm -hmm. Jenny was the first person to stand up for me and say that. So I just wanted to say hi and thank you. Well, well, you're very so welcome, and I'll give Derek a shout-out, who's a great person and a great writer himself. Um, so thank you for calling in and saying that, Derek. And here's, oh, you're to, welcome. Um, here's to what death taught Terrence. I'm getting in a shout-out. Derek's story. And there you go. And everything. Thank you so much. <laughs> Thanks for calling Bye, Derek. in, Derek. Bye-bye, Pam. See you later. Thank you. Bye. Okay. <laughs> Such a good guy. And he a is. fabulous editor, too. He's really a great He's editor. He's got a hot so anybody, guy, yeah. He really does. So if anybody needs an editor, get in touch with me. Um, mm. So naturally, this woman, you know, nothing nothing is quite as lovely as it seems. It wouldn't mm. be a Jenny Milchman novel if it was. <laughs> it would be, you know, something out of Disneyland. But, but, <laughs> but we know you. We know that there are going to be twists that are going to be hair raising they're they're so unexpected though you just have a way of weaving those words in jenny and telling a story you feel i feel very isolated like when i read one of your books i feel like i'm kind of it's me against the world and i'm not sure if that is your intention or if it is the way that your book informs me about the story i i don't i don't know i i can't tell you what do you think isn't that interesting? I just got mm-hmm. goosebumps because you really – that's how I feel when I'm writing the book, but me against the world. But for me, it's a very – I mean, I think you touched on something very important, which is every book lands differently with every reader. And that's why yes. you see so much subjectivity. Like, you know, when you go to a book club meeting, there's so much disagreement. And to me, that's such a beautiful thing because the same book is not the same thing to any two people, which is wonderful, and that's what makes reading great. But – what you said, there must be some similarity between you and me, Pam, because when I'm writing the book, what I feel is that it's me against this this very terrifying world, this situation, a world turned upside down. But I'm also exhilarated because I'm in my heroine's body and mind and heart, and she's about to do something that is so, you know, triumphant. I don't think in real life I would ever be as strong and brave as my heroines, but living in that kind of forcefulness for the length of time it takes me to write a book is an amazing thing. Like I'm much, I'm much stronger when I'm writing a book than in regular life. That's interesting to me. Um, I don't scare easily of certain things. Mm. Uh, certain scenarios scare me or certain 
Like, I'm not a horror lover. I don't like horror. I don't like horror films. I don't like horror television. Mm -hmm. I will easily have that running through my head if I watch it or if I read it. So I'm kind of like, I'll have a momentary jolt of something that feels almost organic to me that something bad is going to happen. Not that it necessarily does, but, um, you, you know, I was married to the devil at one time, you know, in my story. So there's not a whole lot of things that scare me, but, but there are things that momentarily jerk me out of wherever I am. So that's, I, I kind of feel like that when I'm reading one of your books, I feel like one of the characters and that, they're kind of out there in the ether on their own. And I relate to that so much. Yeah. And they are there. You know, at some point in each of my books, that heroine is going to be completely by herself and only have herself to rely on. And for me, that's the beauty of it. I mean, and in a way I think that might be, so I'm not going to say the beauty of it, but some germ of it for you too, because that sense of me against the devil you know, that that's yes. something that and, – and women can relate to that. Um, you know, I always think it's interesting to discuss, you know, a story or a novel with a group of just women, a group of just men, or a blended group because you get very different reactions. But a lot I of bet. what you're saying is what, you know, is what I feel when I'm writing. It's interesting to me. We must be connected then, you know. Yeah. <laughs> we must be. Yeah. <laughs> you know, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so – I want to also mention that Jenny's cover of Snow won the Mary Higgins Clark Award and just was got raved by the New York Times, was chosen as an Indie Next and a Target pick. Ruin Falls, the next book, was also an Indie Next pick. Her third novel, A Snowfall, As Night Falls, was chosen as the next pick and a pure wow summer read and is currently in development as a film. Is that still mm-hmm. on the table? Are you still in option right now? So this is so interesting because publishing is an upheaval. The world is an upheaval. From what I hear for the screenwriter for As Night Falls, um, Hollywood is just like, I mean, I've often said I I would not want to be in that industry. Like, I love publishing, and it's treated me hard at times, and I had a tough road. But we're all very – this community is so loving, and we all want to see each other rise. And Hollywood sounds to me like it is, you know, a big old – uh, shark-infested waters. But anyway, mm-hmm. that's a long way of saying that while Hollywood seems to have shut down largely and the screenwriter has told me that they're just not, nobody's going on location. So everything that was right. happening with right. As Night Falls kind of ground to a halt. But I think it might turn out to be another one of those four of the best kinds of things because while it was in this, like, you know, sea of molasses, uh, mm-hmm. The screenwriter contacted me, and he said, I've been playing with the script, and, you know, the the uh, producer guy who thinks he can get it to these investors, I'm not even going to pretend to know what I'm talking about because I just don't know Hollywood. So if I use a word that's not right, you know, don't don't call in and be like, that's not how it works in Hollywood. But <laughs> okay. he called me, and he said, I think <laughs> that if we make this change in the script, we're going to have really good luck when things start up again and we – you know, go after the rest of our funding. And the change he wants to make is, you know, they, he checks it with the author. Like, right. they don't want to just – and the change he wants to make is so incredible. And it's so what we were talking about, Pam. It's it's making it like a female-driven story even more than 
it already was. I love it. And so I love it. he called to ask if I was okay with it, and I was like, of course I am. I think that would play amazingly on a screen. So I just hope that, you know, Hollywood gets up again. I hope this whole country gets up again. We can be in contact with each other. As Nightfall sure. is interesting as a film because it's it takes place in one night in one location. So I right. think it would be very adaptable. Like you don't have to have them going a million different places. So Right, yeah. Fingers crossed. Yeah. Fingers crossed for sure. So then with your new um, publisher, you put out Wicked River, which was Mm -hmm. one of Strand Magazine's best of the year. No surprise Mm -hmm. there. And, of course, now you have The Second Mother, which actually releases next week. So so this publishing journey of yours has been a lot of two step forwards and one step back or one step forward (laughs) and two steps back. But still, you're going forward. Your books are earning you praise. Um, readers are loving them. What would you change if you if you could? Oh gosh, I, I haven't. I don't think I've ever been asked that question before. What would I change? Um, I think I have to say, I think I have to say the same thing that I would say whenever my kids get a blow, which is, you know, nothing. Like we we have to learn to deal with the blows, but I don't want to change anything because then I might not end up in the right place. Like I have a very fatalistic view. And, you know, if you had said that to me when my editor left Valentine, I would have said, well, that, like make sure she, but then this great thing wouldn't have happened. So I'm just going to say like, you know, please let the universe be, be good. And, you know, all those who are having a hard time, I hope they find their way to where they need to be. And I hope that I'm on the road to where I need to be. Sure, that makes sense. You know, sometimes, and I don't like to use the word failure, but obstacles are really a great teacher. Mm. Um, It teaches you a lot of patience. They also, um, you know, people don't often hear the knock on the door. So when there is, when it comes, it's always a lot of fun, and it's it can be a really great experience. So, you know, I understand how you feel about that. I. I don't, I'm not a fatalist. I just look at everything as an opportunity and figure out, mm. you know, what can I do with this information? So, right. so, um, you know, but I think that's a great thing. Um, are you thinking about your next book already, even though you've just now are releasing this one? Yeah, but that's exactly how it is for writers, right? So I actually just turned in my next book. Um, so it's done. It's wrapped. It's a wrap. And we will, you know, we'll see about pub date and all that kind of stuff. But I'm actually very excited about it. It's the first. I think you know, Pam, that I practiced as a psychotherapist for yes. over a decade before yes. finally breaking through. And this is the first book where one of the main characters is a psychologist and I really got to sort of go into that, you know, part of my background and, you know, somebody trying to help people at dark times in their lives. And, and I'm very excited about it, but it's weird for writers, right? Because the, the book hasn't come out yet in the book we're talking about. It, it already feels like, you know, an age ago that I, that I wrote it. Right. Right. Well, let me ask you this. How, how do you decide which of your many ideas will become your next book? Yeah, it's a that's a tough question because often I am sure, sometimes it's right up until the day that I go. I write in this little tiny uh, converted shed in our back meadow. We live in the, in the sticks. And sometimes it comes right down to the day when I walk out. You know, I walk there like the post 
postal workers, like through rain or snow or whatever. I trudge mm-hmm. through the yard. I go to the tiny shed. And sometimes I don't know which book it's going to be until I've sat down in that chair. And this happened. Actually, it happened with The Second Mother. I had a, another wilderness thriller in mind, Wicked River, which was my fourth novel. is about a couple you know, that goes on a backcountry honeymoon in the wilderness. Right. And I love wilderness settings. I had another wilderness thriller in mind that I do think I'll write at some point. But for whatever reason, I sat down at the computer that day and I started writing this one that I talked about that's about a psychologist and so I don't think I do decide I think something else decides for me but that's going to strike you as funny because you're not a fatalist but it it doesn't feel like I've made a conscious decision it feels like the book knows what need the book knows if it needs to be written it's interesting no no I but I understand that I mean I I understand what you're saying because I've heard it from other writers before. So that Mm. makes sense to me. Um, uh, Are you, are you thinking ahead of what you're going to write again? Are you anxious to get going? Are you glad for a break between books or do you feel like you're not being productive if you're not writing? No, I need the, I need a break between new books. I really do, because I know that I won't have the energy and the fuel. If I just go right from finishing one novel, even if I'm excited about the next one, I need to kind of stoke the fires. And so the downtime, you know, works really well. And if I yeah, I was supposed to be on tour tour, like regular tour, till about, I think we made the call maybe maybe six weeks ago, maybe not even then. So usually it works quite well for me to go out on tour, not necessarily for 15 months, but for, you know, a chunk of time. And I'm not writing a new book then, and then I come home and I'm all energized and I start the new book. So that's kind of what's happening now. But in terms of where it's going to be, I do feel like I need to get back to the wilderness because, like, I envision, I would love to have a set of, you know, three or four wilderness thrillers because I just, I feel like the isolation of that kind of a book. I mean, it's what you've yeah. before. It just really yeah. speaks to yeah. me. So, yeah. yeah, 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 the isolation. Well, I think all of your books are about isolation, so, you know, to a certain extent. But, yeah. A wilderness isolation is totally different. And so, you know, it was just totally different. And, um, but I want to talk to you about a couple more things if you have some more time. One, mm-hmm. I want to talk to you about working with writers. Now, Derek McFadden just called in and he thanked you for helping him. I know you are really big on giving back to the writing community, particularly at one time with ITW. You were working with debut novelists. Mm-hmm. Tell me what you're doing now. Well, the debut novelists through ITW have always been very close to my heart. I mean, I was a debut novelist in that program. And so, um, you know, my actual goal is to get reconnected to the debut novelist, the debut program again. I would, I love that program, um, and I would love to be part of all those new authors' journey. It's a it's a great program, and if there are emerging writers listening in now, you should definitely check out the website for ITW and, and look into the debut authors. So you actually touched on, on a kind of goal of mine, Pam, that I would like to support those particular authors again. And in the meantime, what I do now that I hope connects me with writers as I've been writing a series of stories on medium about some of my struggles to get published and how to get a literary agent and, you know, ways to deal with rejection and how do you keep the inspiration going when you are feeling discouraged. And so 
that's been a lot of fun. I've had some writers tell me that they've discovered the series at a low point where they really needed it. And so, um, you know, I'm doing that as well, and I'm trying to write a, a different post every day. I saw the, I saw your Medium series. You are a prolific blogger for them, and they are lucky <laughs> to have you. <laughs> Thank you. But it's a, it's Thank a great you. place to go and, 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 and gather some really unique points of view. Um, oh, it is. You also... Yeah. You also started a program called Take Your Child to the Library Day. Are you still to doing that? To a bookstore day. To a bookstore book day. day. Sorry. But library, no, 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 but library day was, that's funny you said it, because library day was going to be next on our, uh, I want to do Take Your Child to a Library Day, to too. Library. Yeah. yeah, I mean, there are sort of two sides of the same coin. And one of the – so I did start Take Your Child to a Bookstore Day. I, I right. still feel very near and dear to the heart of that. You know, for me, bookstores – going to a bookstore as a child was a rare treat, and that's what it was about. It was about, you know, could we sort of open up this world to children maybe who didn't necessarily go to bookstores, and therein kind of arose one of the – challenges with the day which is first of all not every community has a bookstore and not every child can afford to go to a bookstore and walk away with a book and so one of the things we began a few years ago was take your child to a bookstore day field trips where we piloted it in a community where the nearest bookstore was 40 miles away this wonderful kindergarten teacher who's also a writer Heidi Spruce um, is a teacher and her pre-kindergarten class got on a school bus, made the trip 40 miles to Mysteries on Main, a little bookstore in Johnstown, New York, and each of those pre-kindergartners got to go into the bookstore, and we hosted them for a day. I would do like a kind of story hour activity, and and we raised funds so that the kids were able to each go home with a new book from Mysteries on Main. For some of them, it was the first bookstore book that they had ever owned and the first time they'd been to a bookstore. So that's where the day kind of wound up, and it's something I would love to expand and bring those field trips to other communities. You know, I remember when um, when you were on the World's Longest Book Tour and you came here to Southwest Florida, mm. and I thought, well, we were in the book, we were at a bookstore first where Jenny signed, and then we went to a lunch where mm-hmm. that was set up. It was a lovely setup. Anyway, um, mm-hmm. your children who had been with you on the 15-month tour around the country <laughs> at all the bookstores and libraries still loved going in the bookstore. It, it, was, it was fascinating to me that, that those kids wanted to see the bookstore, that they picked up books that they were interested in or maybe a writing instrument or stationery. That, to me, is fantastic. I, I can't think of anything better. When my grandkids were born, see, I guess I, it's been a while because I have two grandkids now. Um, I, I send, like, I mean, boxes and boxes of books. And my daughter is, is a school teacher, So not only do her kids read, but her students also get books from me. Oh, that's great. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, because because to me that was the gift of my childhood. You know, yeah. when I would be immersed in a book and mom yeah. would call us for dinner and I wouldn't hear because I'd be so engaged in a book. Yes. You know, my leg yep. my legs swung over the side, the arms of a chair and just mm-hmm. just so in couldn't hear a television, couldn't hear a sound. Yeah. It was all blocked out. 
So yeah. I think that's a gift that adults can give children all over. And the way we read as children, I mean, what you're talking about, that kind of deep immersion, like, you know, we maybe get little blips of it back as adults, but it's a uniquely childhood kind of transportation. And, and it's just, yeah, if to give it to a child, and I mean, in greater and lesser ways, like there are moments, I know that I was saved by that experience. Like I was taken yeah. out of something that really could have hurt me and I got to go away and, and that really... You know, so yeah, I, I yeah, I think that feeling connects a lot of book lovers and writers and readers. Yes. Tell everyone where they can find you on the web, Jenny, please, and your social <laughs> media. <laughs> well, come to JennyMilchman.com for, um, you know, events for the Second Mother Tour. We call it the Mother of All Tours. You'll see authors on the air right there, the very first Kick It Off event. Um, <laughs> I'm on social at Jenny Milchman, Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, and I write back to everybody, whoever writes me, sign up for my newsletter. It's lots of fun. We're doing giveaways. Um, and leave a comment on my Facebook page. If you're listening in on the show, tell me a question Pam asked me, and I will enter you in the giveaway to win a copy of The Second Mother. How fabulous. Jenny Melchman, I'm so glad you came back to, talk, to visit with me. <laughs> They're just, Thank you, you know, it's, it's, it feels like family. We're catching up. You're you're up in the northeast, and I'm down south, and you know, <laughs> we just we haven't seen each other for a couple of years, and it's it's time oh, to no. catch up with family. Um, my like love family to your husband reunion. and the kids. It really oh, is. Um, my love to them. I I, I miss you. seeing you guys, all of you, and um, you much too. success in the book. I think you're going to do you, great. Pam. Thank you, Pam. Thank you, authors on the air, listeners. It's been great connecting with everybody again, and great to talk to you, Thank you so much. Thank you, Jenny, (laughs) and I will talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Thank you, listeners, for being with me tonight. Um, That was Jenny Milchman. I hope you all stay well and healthy, and thank you, Mom and Dad. I'll see you later.